Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, So whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well... What better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're talking student loan payment panics, hottest job prospects, and drug discounts. That's right, man. We're going to talk about those stories and more. The hottest jobs, the jobs that are going to experience the most growth in the coming years. We're going to talk about a forecast and we're going to cover some of the career paths that are going to see see outsized growth when it comes to the amount those folks are getting paid. And plus, we've got other stories that we're going to get to I during this I, episode. I thought I saw you just upload your resume to LinkedIn, Matt. Should I be worried? I'll be a UPS driver. <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. that later on. Uh, oh, so actually speaking of doing well at, at work, I want to share a little, just a quick little uh, listener. Win. Actually, it's not even a little listener win. This is a massively large listener win. So someone reached out to actually to Alex Carter, and she shared this with us. We, we had her on the show back on episode 649. And she's the negotiation expert. Get, uh, I think that one was getting paid what you're worth. Yeah, that's what we what we called that episode. If you're gonna trust anybody on that, she's she's somebody to listen to. Yeah. So we uh, th- w- there was a listener, and she was doing some good work for her job. The time came to where she needed to talk to her boss. I guess guess it was the annual review, and so she went back and li- uh, and re-listened to Alex's our, our interview, our conversation with Alex Carter, and uh, so she listened to it twice, <laughs> and then took that information, went to her boss. And was able to negotiate a twenty five percent pay increase, Dang. which is awesome. Man, that, like that's way more than that's the cost huge. of living adjustment, right? That's like yes. that, that three or four percent that like, the employer always says are capped she, at. Maybe she was making something like eighty k. Now she's making six figures. Yeah. Like these are the kind of big wins that are important to focus on because a lot of time, like we talk about cutting your bills and subscriptions, little small things here and there to focus on, but don't forget about some of these big rocks. Some of these things that if you get right have an outsized impact. 
impact on your ability yeah. to reach your financial goals, to retire early, just whatever it is that uh, you've set ahead of yourself that you're that you're striving after. But. Yeah, if you're able to get a fantastic sized raise like that, the world is your oyster. There's so many things you can do, and oftentimes you're right. Like the cost of living, like the cost of living adjustment keeps up with the pace of inflation. Right, you're spending more at the grocery store, you're spending more on gasoline, that kind of stuff, and so you need a more substantial pay jump. We talk about how moving to another employer can sometimes be the way to get that. But you can also, yeah, if you are prepared, go back and listen to that episode 649. With the data, with the proper way to approach that conversation, you can find a way to get paid more and not have to leave too. Mm -hmm. But let's go ahead and get to our Friday flight. And I didn't explain it at the very beginning of the episode, but this is a small little sampling of the different stories that we think that you need to know about uh, that we've come across from this past week. But uh, let's first talk about student loans, uh, because if that's you, (laughs) if you've got student loans, it's been quite a long time since you've had to make a payment. But don't panic. Certainly, there's a a decent contingent of How to Money listeners who have been able to make some progress during uh, these 40 plus months, I think 42 months. We've heard stories like we've heard feedback. We've seen people post the Facebook group. We've gotten emails. People have been able to make hay while the sunshine. Mm-hmm. But even still, it is probably going to be hard to bring a payment that was dormant for so long back into your life. Uh, but that is what's happening. That's the way the cookie crumbles, as That's they say, Matt. Right. And so we want to just put this out there as a reminder. Most folks can and likely should enroll in the save plan. It's going to, over time, save tens of millions of borrowers significant amounts of money, uh, lowering payments, reducing the amount of interest that is going to be able to accrue. But some of the elements of save won't be fully implemented until next j- July. Uh, specifically, I'm thinking about the uh, the reduction of payments down from 10% down to 5% of your income. Uh, and then the, the forgiveness of loans with original balances of, of $12,000 or less, uh, assuming what, uh, 10 years of payments. On-time uh, payments, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, we, yeah, this is just kind of a, a PSA because if you can make your payments, you definitely should. But it is also important to note that if you're struggling to do so, uh, if you happen to miss payments between now and then, between now and September of next year, you're not going to be considered delinquent. Yeah, it's a good idea to get started on those payments in October when that first bill hits. But just know that you have that buffer too, which is which is helpful. Mm-hmm. And, and I know this is going to feel like a financial bummer for lots of folks, right, who are making more progress on other financial goals. It felt like with that kind of push to the side, people were able to save, invest, pay down debt, do a whole lot of stuff that, that we talk about here on the show because one of their big debts was just kind of on the sidelines yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said financial. I feel like it's it's I feel like a lot of folks will be able to find room in their budgets, right? Whether it's from making a little bit more more money or just cutting an expense as opposed to I feel like it's going to be the biggest bummer is like an like an emotional mental uh-huh. bummer, right? Because it's something that you just like yeah, like it's something you you have not really thought about for so like basically it feels like the the finish line got moved slightly. <laughs> like, right. like your cheese got moved, and that's a, a term folks talk about. Well, but especially with all the forgiveness stuff that was out there, and they got like clawed that. back and stuff like that. So yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. It's it's disappointing from an emotional standpoint too. But we also want to offer encouragement that you can do it, right? Yeah. Even though there's that kind of emotional reluctance and yeah, financial financial reluctance too. You got this. You got this. You can do yeah. it. Yeah. And you've got the tools. And uh, if you need more tools, or if you got questions about how you can figure out how to put it back in your budget, like shoot us a 
listener voicemail. We'd love to mm-hmm. talk about it on an upcoming Ask How to Money episode. If you're like, how do I reincorporate this payment back into my life? And again, like you said, Matt, that safe plan is going to help cushion because it's going to reduce the, the the payment amount for a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. But it's not just you who's nervous about student loan payments resuming. Retailers are nervous too. Uh, many are expecting sales to fall as student loan payments resume. And some of those dollars yeah. that were flowing into the businesses, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be heading back towards paying off the, this debt, right? It, it makes sense that this is going to lead to some individual belt tightening, which could lead to the economy slowing up a bit. For instance, people might uh, cut back a little bit on travel or, I don't know, some of those other places maybe where they were funneling some of the money that would have otherwise gone to student loans that they can't push money in that direction anymore. But here's the thing. You can't worry about the macro reality. You got to take care of the micro. And so look at what's in front of you and readjust your budget accordingly. It's uh, probably going to take some getting used to, but I do think the safe plan is going to make this jarring reality a little bit less jarring. That's right. Uh, Let's talk about holiday hiring because... We get used to the holidays starting around this time every single year. Was it? It was like last month that we started seeing like Christmas decorations. It was like at, early uh, August in, at Costco, which is so early. <laughs> uh, but holiday jobs are back, and some like at Amazon, they're offering sign-up bonuses to attract workers. And what is still a fairly tight uh, labor market. They literally need a quarter of a million new hires to pull off a, a Christmas miracle in, <laughs> in order to get all of those deliveries showing up on time. So uh, many boxes. Yeah. So many prime trucks. Uh, and so depending on, on where it is that you live, Amazon is paying up to $28 an hour. That's much higher than minimum wage. It's sure. amazing. Uh, and you can even score an additional bonus, like somewhere in the range of $1,000 to $3,000. It's not for everyone, but if you are looking to make some extra money this time of year, it could be worth considering. Uh, we came across a resource, uh, the Warehouse Ninja, where I don't know who runs that, but they break down some of the different details associated with uh, like some of those different bonuses. For instance, they're not paid out. All, sort of like we talked about last week with uh, with a phone. Cell phone discount. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to like stick around. Same thing with, <laughs> not surprisingly, with some of these bonuses. You got to stick around as it slowly makes its way into your account as opposed to yeah. like a giant lump sum. They don't give it to you on day one because then yeah, you're no. probably not showing up on day two, right? <laughs> exactly. And I sort of teased of this at the very beginning. Driving for UPS is getting much more lucrative after negotiations were finalized. Uh, I think searches for uh, UPS jobs skyrocketed on many of the different job sites because drivers are getting paid something like $150,000 plus these days and the different pay and benefits that, mm-hmm. that they're receiving. So we're kind of joking about people are seeing the, the headline number of 170 K for UPS drivers. Oh and they're like, uh, what, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? It is kind of crazy to think. It makes me think about, you see like the different memes too, of folks t- doing screenshots of like at Bucky's, uh-huh. like how much they're paying oh, yeah. to, to work, you know, like granted they're management jobs, but to work at a gas station. Yeah. It's unreal. It really is. I mean, you, you can Bucky's pays and pays pretty well, has Wait great vacation and retirement benefits too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do, is Bucky's all nationwide? Uh, I think they're out mostly of Texas, but I think they're mostly the southeast. Okay. Bucky's, yeah. it's this. Um, it's like the Walmart Supercenter of gas stations. Uh-huh. They've got barbecue that they smoke there on premise. <laughs> yes. So you literally, you think like a... Tw- I've literally never been there. A 24 pump gas station, you think that's big? But Bucky's is like a hundred pumps. Is it really? That, yeah. It's, oh my gosh. I mean, honestly, it's, we over, still it's have, overwhelming. It's we too much. We still have not yet uh, stopped in at a Bucky's and maybe one of these days. Pe- well. People who love it, love it. And <laughs> People go there for the swag. Like like literally yeah. they're buying Bucky's merch. Oh, yeah. The folks are obsessed. Yes, they are. Um, <laughs> well, maybe I'll get you something next time I stop in there. All right. <laughs> well, uh, you know, while driving for UPS, when we're talking about pay like that, it might 
make for a multi-decade career. Well, but if possibly, you look, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're like, oh, 170k, I can stick around for that. Depends on how quickly those Tesla self-driving autonomous uh, semis yeah, right? come on uh, the interstate. Well, I think UPS agreed to put air conditioning in those the new UPS vans too, which is, was another big win. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for something else that that pays decently well, solid salary, and likely will for years to come, Insider uh, Business, formerly Business Insider, they took a look at the jobs that are likely to see outsized pay increases in the coming years. Software developers, financial managers, those took the top two spots. But electricians, mental health counselors, physical therapists, registered nurses, all of those made the top 30 of the list. We'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. But Matt, you and I, we talked recently about how your major matters more than the college you go to. Mm-hmm. And this list of jobs that will continue to be in high demand for years to come and how much they typically pay, it really should be helpful for for young folks trying to decide what yeah. career path to embark on, right? Like, And for folks who want to start to pivot, maybe they're in their 30s or 40s and they're saying, you don't like what you do. Yeah. Uh, maybe you've always loved electricity. Right. <laughs> or maybe you're like, I could become a nurse. There's a two-year yes. program here yeah. nearby where it's, it's not, it doesn't cost too much. I could increase my pay by 30K a year or something like that. The, maybe it's worth pivoting in that direction, but it's really helpful to know which jobs are, are paying well and which jobs are likely to continue to be in high demand moving forward so that you don't make that pivot. And then you're like, wait a second, AI took over my, <laughs> took over my job. <laughs> yeah. Now it's not quite as necessary. So I think this is a good list and it can be helpful to, to inform people about what kind of education they should get when it comes to the kind of career they want to pursue. Yeah. It's just a good way to set expectations too, right? I mean, it's it's a good metric. It's a good piece of information to look at. It shouldn't be the only driving factor, certainly. Uh, we take jobs for multiple reasons, not just the pay. But that forecast can be incredibly helpful as you are trying to figure out what it is that you might want to pursue. Yeah, like don't go back and, and try to be a, a nurse if you faint at the side of blood, right? Like that's probably not for yeah. you. Maybe stick exactly. with something else. All right, let's talk about travel rewards because we're going to recommend for folks to use your miles before you lose them or at least uh, before they become worth less. Delta specifically, they announced new changes to its Skyle Miles program recently. Um, they, tried to do, <laughs> they tried to do like a classic PR spin to make it sound like that this is a good thing when in reality it's not. Mm, the great uh, devaluing has begun. Yeah, these basically they're making it more difficult to reach certain status tiers, right? Like you got to reach higher thresholds in order They've got the, um, what, what is it, medallion qualified dollars that you spend with them. They have drastically increased the amount of money that you have to spend with that airline in order to achieve some of those different statuses. But then on top of that, they're planning to curb Sky Club lounge access for many credit card holders as well. And we have always said that you shouldn't be loyal to a specific airline. And this is a, a perfect example of why the rules can change in an instant. And this isn't to say that Delta isn't a solid company. We think that they're they're, they're great. But let price, let that be the ultimate deciding factor when you are booking a trip. Not necessarily the miles that you can earn or because you've got a you know an account you're chasing after some sort of... some status level with a particular airline because uh, those miles might not be worth nearly as much when you try to redeem them which is another reason not to hoard those miles either we would recommend for you to go ahead and use them up sooner rather than later before they get inflated away yeah exactly there that's like a helium balloon that's <laughs> just being inflated <laughs> and pretty soon it just floats i mean it's that's, gone i was picturing what's the mylar is it mylar balloons the the cheap ones that you buy from like a dollar store. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And then like by day three. Oh, it's just, yeah. It's, it's like gone. hovering at eye level. <laughs> like and pretty soon it's... 
that's the best day for my kids because they just like bat them around and yeah like it yeah when it's like floating through the air like a ghost (laughs) yes no you're right and it's so it's better to uh, look go go assess how many miles do i have how many points do i have and start using them because they are going to be more and more devalued and you're right matt like the more loyal we are to one particular company to a particular airline the less likely we are to save money i've had conversations with people who said listen i want to travel on these specific dates on this specific airline how can i save money i'm like you've already shot yourself in the foot like you're doing it wrong you you've been you've become too specific in in your request basically and you got to go back to the drawing board you have to have more flexible dates and you have to be willing to fly another airline and if it's all about acquiring those miles acquiring acquiring that status well that's harder to get get anyway these days and so maybe it becomes you know less desirable to even sort of work for work towards that because it's going to be harder to get and speaking of reduced rewards kiplinger reports that credit card offers are becoming more stingy right now you know sign up bonuses are being slashed and so are low rate introductory periods for like interest right this wells fargo card for instance which boo wells fargo we don't like them yeah they suck Uh, anyway yeah so we'll just we'll trash their card it says uh, it's often touted though as a great balance transfer card and it used to be decent but now they just increase their transfer fee from three percent to five percent three percent is kind of standard for the best cards and you get 15 or 18 months typically of of zero interest and so but five percent that's tough to stomach so remember if you use credit cards wisely a slightly smaller signing bonus it's not all that big of a deal you can still earn solid ongoing rewards you can get pretty sick secondary benefits and you can enjoy better consumer protections. Those are the reasons. Those are the main reasons we like credit cards as a way of making purchases in your life. But we thought it was worth mentioning because lots of folks considering a new credit card, they might be a bit bummed at maybe some of the weaker sauce that the credit card companies are bringing. These sure. just diminished signup bonuses. And they're like, ah, that sucks. 60000 instead of 80000 upon signup. Yeah, I know it's 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 not great, right? It's It'd be ideal to have bigger signup bonuses. But this is kind of the, the reality hitting credit card companies. And so you just have to kind of yeah, be aware of it. Although credit card rewards in this country overall still are pretty, pretty robust for the people who use them well. Yeah, I think it means that we just need to be more selective as well, as opposed to... Like if you're the kind of folk person that might see a pre-approved mailer show up in your mailbox and think, oh, I want to, yeah, that, that sounds like a decent offering. Uh, we would say no. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the one that comes to you. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously they're trying to make it easy for you. And there are tools out there that help you to distinguish the best best cards. Head to howtomoney.com slash credit card tool. But you, we, we just want you to be intentional with the different credit cards that you're signing up for with the different specific offers that, that are out there because some of them are still worth it. Like the, yeah. the Chase Sapphire preferred, though not as great as it used to be in its heyday, it's still, still really sticking solid. Well, the uh, Capital, so much Capital One Venture uh, card, Venture X, Venture X yeah. amazing. Like those are the best ones that are, that are out there. So you just need to make sure that you're targeting the sp- specific cards and avoiding the crappier ones. Like the, spe- like the hotel specific, it's kind of like going back to the, the travel airline rewards. Don't get a card that's where you're beholden to a specific hotel chain mm-hmm. and s- instead get the ones that, that have much more flexibility and, and much better offerings as yeah. well. Make it easy to book a wide variety of things with the points you've accumulated. And you're right, man. And, and so much does come down to the way you spend as well, right? If you if you're like, I spend a lot of money every year at Costco, the co- you got to get the Costco card. Like that's at least one card you should have in your arsenal. But uh, if you're like, I, I travel three times a year, the Capital One Venture X or the Chase Sapphire Preferred, those are two of the best, mm-hmm. most flexible cards too that, that yeah. make it easy to, to use the points that you're yeah, that you're spending on travel. But we've got more to get to on this episode. We're, we're specifically we're going to talk about saving money on prescription drugs. There's a new promotion going on that could help you save a bundle. We'll talk about that and more right after this. 
When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money i'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans we always like to get the families together matt for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer we've already got that trip to st simon's on the calendar pump for that but sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. All right, we're back. Let's continue on with a Friday flight where we're discussing the stories that we think you need to be paying attention to this week. And like you said, Joel, we're going to get to the prescription drug discounts. We're going to talk about the best new cars, the best uh, 2023 models out there that are also the cheapest, the, the most affordable. But before we get to those stories, we've got the ludicrous headline of the week. And this week's actually comes from PC Magazine. And the headline reads, nothing to watch. Video streaming options have exploded in the past two years, which is it almost sounds like a self-defeating headline <laughs> because it's like, wait, how do you have nothing to watch when the options are more than they have ever than we've ever seen before? Isn't that exactly what it feels like, though? There's this it's, overwhelming choice. And yes. so we just sit there and we're like, I, I can't. I don't even know. what. Yes. Yeah, so the like the TLDR is that the amount of content on the different streaming services out there has increased by almost 40 percent over the past two years, which is a massive increase. And there's nothing wrong with having more options. But does having too many options actually prevent us from 
enjoying life <laughs> to, to the fullest. The old paradox of choice. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it reminds me of the phrase like there's water everywhere, but not a drop to drink. Like I feel like that that is the situation that we are finding ourselves in. Speaking of TV content, that's like a throwback to the lost days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is the exact state that we're in with streaming. Uh, but because of the vast array of options, Nielsen, they report that the average person, that it takes them at least 10 minutes to figure out what to even watch. And so, uh, we're putting this out there because we want you to remember that time is going to be a little more important than money here. We, we think that watching a good TV show, we're big fans of The Bear. Oh, that was a great uh, series. One of the best in recent memory. It can be super enjoyable, but just be careful how much time that you spend zoning out. We, It's weird because I'm sure folks are, are like, wait a minute, I thought you, you talk about how great TV is, but then you talk about how terrible it is. I What I hate is the ability of time to just disappear when you just continue to watch the next episode you get sucked in mm -hmm. and you're doing something that you don't even like at the end of it it's like junk food i mean gosh man i sound like such a parent right now but like at the end of eating a bunch of dessert you're just like man i really regret that i really overdid it that's how i feel about streaming half of the time and yeah. i just i'm saying this to myself as much as to, to others out there but we just got to be careful we have to moderate the amount of amount of tv and the amount of entertainment that we're consuming yeah i know you're 100 right and I think it's telling that it takes 10 minutes just to figure out what to watch. And I think it is just like overwhelming. And we've, as the number of streaming services has proliferated, we're bouncing around to like three or four or five different apps to figure out what we're going to watch. And even on there, we're not really sure what's there. We're digging around. And so uh, that to me just is, is one of the worst parts of the proliferation of streaming. And, and th if you're looking to cut down on that and you're looking for better recommendations, there is a, a website, an app that can be helpful. It's called Just Watch. And so this is a way to kind of allow the algorithm to help you figure out what's in your wheelhouse. Maybe recommend you the, the things based on the things that you, you like and enjoy that you're likely to enjoy in the future, just so that you're at least not wasting the time digging through the apps to try to figure out what to watch next. So, so you're like, you're singing the praises of the algorithm, which is like, again, I've got a love-hate relationship with the algorithm, yeah. right? Like, it makes me think of, the, there's a recent story too about, uh, on TikTok, folks are watching like full-length shows and oh, movies yeah. on TikTok when they're like split up into small little little pieces. Which is like a copyright violation, but oh, they haven't sure. been shut down yet. No, yeah, but, but basically what's going on here is that folks are relying on the the algorithm and they're just sitting there passively to receive to be told what it is that they should consume and it, oh man i hate that as opposed to like being a grown-up and an, an adult and actively choosing what it yeah. is that you want to consume that you want to watch and, and then you you just get sucked into this it's like a doom scrolling version of exactly. entertainment that's it, exactly what it is that's that's what bothers me so yep. much about it no it, it's same and I, I think yeah we just we end up having that that tv coma afterwards oftentimes where we're just like what did i even watch and why did i do it for so long yeah. it's, it's not healthy yeah although i will sing the i mean the algorithm i it does allow you to discover new things that maybe you wouldn't have found otherwise yep. like my favorite pair of shorts i <laughs> i would never have purchased if it wasn't if it wasn't because it was advertised to me big via because of the algorithm yeah. on social media well, and that's where something like just watch can be helpful right because then maybe you're spending less time looking for stuff and settling sure. on subpar things it's helping you find the things that are actually going to be more enjoyable for you based on your viewing history based on what you like but something else matt that we do passively is allow subscriptions to remain in our lives and there's this this new study found that the main thing that causes folks to eliminate a subscription is when their credit or debit card expires and they are forced to update their information with the streaming services like Hulu, Disney, Paramount Plus, whatever. And so our inattention to where our money is going results in dollars flowing out of our lives that could have been 
better spent elsewhere, right? And we've talked about this quite a bit. So I'm not, I don't want to belabor the point here, but do a subscription audit. Cancel the stuff you're not using. You might find a decent chunk of change flowing out of your accounts every month that you can claw back and you can funnel into more useful causes because you might be paying for that subscription. And you're like, I never use that thing. I never watch anything on that service anyway. But the fact that like we don't cancel <laughs> until we're kind of forced to update our credit card information yeah. is telling. Yeah. Honestly, it makes me think that there is only going to be a limited amount of time remaining in the future before credit card companies say, you know what, we're going to do away with expiration dates. Like, why do expiration dates exist on on credit cards? Or, or I don't know. Or they're at least going to make them like a decade instead of three yes, or four years. Yeah, you know? because they like, why would they want to discount the ability for you to continue to put charges on that particular but the bigger card. loser is the company who you've got a relationship with it's not necessarily the credit card company it's, sure it's, yeah yeah because they're missing out on those services yeah they're missing on their recurring charges all uh-huh. i'm saying is i think they're going to get together and pretty soon timestamp it <laughs> I, I think they're going to eliminate uh expiration dates on credit cards moving forward especially as we've moved towards digital payments so it's making me think of like conan o'brien's in the year 3000 this is your similar <laughs> prediction uh let's talk about prescription drugs good rx they've been one of the biggest game changers when it comes to what consumers pay for their prescription drugs well walgreens they just announced that a whole slew of medications is going to be discounted even further for folks who are filling out their prescriptions at their local uh walgreens when they flash the GoodRx app. The language doesn't say how long this is going to last. Like the language, the words that they use is, uh, were that it's going to be a limited time offer. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how limited guys, what that exactly means, but it's going to reduce drug prices for a decent chunk of folks for at least a hot minute. Uh, and here's the deal. At least a third of Americans have opted to not fill a prescription because of the cost of those drugs. And of course, that makes sense as prescription drug prices have more than outpaced the rate of inflation. But fortunately, there are actually more ways to save on prescriptions than ever before, yeah. not just GoodRx. Sure, GoodRx is definitely definitely one of them. They're one of the best actually places to turn but there are other places too right i would i would definitely pull up the good rx app or website before i went to get a prescription filled just kind of shopping from my browser or from my phone before i went into a pharmacy to get it filled and costco they've often got the lowest price and you don't have to be a member to fill a prescription there that's worth noting that's where i go to get my uh, my pseudofedrin that's what i take for my real stuff yeah i'm dealing with my allergies we haven't because talked the about over-the-counter that. stuff is uh, worthless <laughs> the the pseudo was it what pseudofenildrin something like that. something like that yeah. the fake stuff man i was so mad when i saw that selling it for like a decade i it was know just worthless. that i've the companies that have been selling that stuff i know that uh i've given them so much of my money thinking well i don't because you don't want to own up to having to get the stuff behind the counter. Like, I don't need to go that hardcore. I don't need to get the real pseudofedrin, uh, phenylephrine. That's what it's called. Okay. Instead, I'm going to get the, just the little pink pill. And turns out the FDA was like, it has no better effect than a placebo right. on your sinus congestion. Which placebo? The placebo effect is real. So maybe it was mentally helping you out a little but bit. Wouldn't you rather just take a tiny little I sugar would. pill than pay, <laughs> pay for a pack of 12 of them? Yes, I would. Well, okay. So uh, let's keep talking about saving money on prescriptions. Like yes, Mark yeah. Cuban's site that launched a couple years ago, Cost Plus Drugs. That's changing the game on prescription drug pricing too. And um, a lot of folks actually think that using their insurance is going to result in the lowest possible price for that drug. 
But that is often not the case, right? And when, you know, what you pay for that drug, it's not going to count towards your deductible if you pay with cash or if you go through like GoodRx, right? But you might actually get such a better price that it doesn't even matter. And uh, one other way to save is asking your doctor to write you a longer prescription because buying something like three or six months worth of meds at a time, that can result in a substantial per dose discount as well. And so if you're still struggling, by the way, to get the prescription drugs you need at a reasonable cost, check out uh, the nonprofit site needymeds.org. You can find helpful resources there. But there are lots of ways to, even as you see the headline price of prescription drugs go up and up and up, and it's true, it's kind of frightening to see that, there are more consumer-friendly ways to save on a lot of those prescription drugs than ever before, too. That's right. Let's get to our last story about cheap cars, Joel. So uh, it wasn't was it was it a few weeks ago that we talked about how uh, it's getting harder and harder to find a new car uh, for under twenty thousand yeah. dollars. Like Mitsubishi, they announced that the Mirage is going to be discontinued in twenty twenty five. I had forgotten Rest that in peace, car existed <laughs> before they announced this. Uh, Consumer Reports they just released a list of the best cheap cars of twenty twenty three. And it turns out they're really dang close, actually, to that $20,000 mark. Some of our favorites are up there that we're glad to see, uh, right? The Toyota Corolla, the Mazda 3. They had a couple Subarus that were close to that mark, uh, that $20,000 price point as well, that rate really, really well. We're certainly glad to see that there are some affordable options out there for folks. But don't forget that the best way to pay less for a new car is to actually get a new-to-you car. <laughs> Let someone else take that depreciation hit and look to used models that are slightly older, but potentially, honestly, even better for you, right? Like better for your needs, better for your lifestyle. Uh, so we'll actually link to Consumer Reports list of best used cars because, uh, so here's a little example, for nearly the same price as a 2023 Nissan Kicks. Is that a real car? Which... I don't even know what that is. It's a weird name. <laughs> uh, but for the same price, you could snag a 2018 Toyota Sienna, which is like, I mean, who doesn't want a Sienna, right? You could put like, the whole neighborhood in there. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, maybe a van for everyone to pile into. Maybe that's what you actually need. And so I guess what I'm pointing to is don't get lured into the fact that like, oh, I can afford a brand new car. And you've got in your mind this benchmark of like, oh, you've always got to get the latest and greatest, as opposed to actually stopping and thinking about what it is that you need and to realize you might even be able to get a better car, not only from a lifestyle standpoint, but just from a consumer reports rating standpoint as well. But it just might be a few years old. That's right. Yeah. And you, don't be ashamed to drive an old car. No. Where does the badge of honor? But I think if you... 2012 Honda Odyssey, baby. Yeah. I think <laughs> if you're going to buy one of these cheaper, you know, less expensive new cars, keep in mind a couple of things. The, the reasons we think it's okay when it's okay to buy a new car is when you have a longer ownership timeline. If you're, if you're saying, I, I'd like to buy new, but I plan on owning it for at least a decade, then it makes, it, it, there's, you have more of an argument for buying a new car. Same thing if you're buying an EV, especially when we're talking about the, the federal tax rebates. If you're buying a less expensive EV, well, there's a big difference between an EV that's six years old and a brand new one. In addition to the fact that you can score a bigger discount on your taxes. Plus, I know, Matt, some people are obsessed with the latest safety features. And that really does help keep your family safe. And so that I think is another reason to consider a newer car. But I think a lot of people talk themselves into it when they would be well, well served with a uh, with a slightly older ride. Sure. Yeah. But don't even let the safety argument be your excuse for overspending on a car too. Because we, we kind of talked about, was it last week or a couple weeks ago when we talked about the new iPhones, how it's the incremental improvements. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing with cars when it comes to the different crumple zones and airbags. Like they've all pretty much got airbags now. As long as you're not buying a van from the 
early 90s or (laughs) whenever it was that those started to get implemented. And so just keep that in mind and certainly turn to Consumer Reports for for their ratings as well. And uh, we'll link to some of those lists in the show notes. Oh, and we have a brand new really long form car buying guide that we just posted up on howtomoney.com. We'll link to that in the show notes too, but That's it's right. very, very helpful article. If you're trying to like from scratch, how do I think about where a car fits into my life and into my budget? Check that one out. But Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. Yeah. We hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Yeah. And we'll uh, see you back here on Monday with another new listener questions episode. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.